Christian Parenting. Aloha, friends. Welcome to the Monica Swanson Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, wife to Dr. Dave, podcast host and author of Boy Mom and Raising Amazing. Here on the podcast, it is my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising amazing kids and building strong families. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you'll be encouraged. Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out. See their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast and happy Valentine's Day. If you are catching this as it comes out, it is February 14th and I hope you're having a wonderful Valentine's Day. Now I will say this episode is especially for the married couples out there. I've got my husband Dave with me and we are talking about really wisdom for marriage. But as I think about it, I realize that what we're talking about really applies across the board to relationships. So for those of you who are not married, stick around. I think not only will this be good to tuck away for future, but also I think that these are principles that apply to relationships. And I hope you're encouraged by the things we talk about. We are drawing from a blog post that I wrote years ago, and it's been passed around over time. It continues to kind of swirl around the internet, um, which I always love, especially because I feel like this is a topic that we need a lot of help in, a lot of wisdom in. And so Dave and I are sharing it with you, drawing from some of our experience, our personalities, some of the hard-earned wisdom that we have gained from our almost 28 years of marriage. Now, we're still not perfect at this thing, but we are learning and growing. And I think that's one of my favorite things about marriage is there's always room to grow and it can just get better and better. And truth is, I just love Dave more now than I ever did. And I feel like our friendship and our relationship is the strongest it's ever been. So I want to pray for you and encourage you. And at the end of this episode, I will say a prayer for all the marriages out there. Um, But I'm excited to share this conversation with you. Now, before I dive in, I want to tell you about a great resource that is currently available at the Christian Parenting website. This is a discipleship guide, and I know it's something that a whole lot of you would be interested in because I hear from you often, and I know that so many of you want to raise kids who have a lasting faith. You want to teach them about Jesus in the home. That's where it all begins, right? But 
it can also be complicated or confusing to know where to start. Well, there's a lot of amazing content out there, and Christian Parenting did all the sorting and filtering and put together a resource to help you navigate everything. It is called Discipleship Simplified, and it's a digital guide that includes some of the best articles, podcasts, and videos on topics like prayer, theology, reading the Bible, faith at home, church and worship, and yes, even character. You're going to find conversation guides and discussion starters, even scripts to use when difficult conversations come up with your kids or maybe just tricky topics. You're going to find some of my speaking and writing there as well as other people from the Christian parenting community. So I know you're going to love this, but catch this. It's only $5. You guys, it is so worth $5. Be sure to go over to cpgive.org. For $5, you can get a whole library of resources related to raising little disciples. The Discipleship Simplified Resource Kit is going to be so helpful. So go over to cpgive.org. Check it out. I think you're going to love it. And now, without further ado, let's jump in and bring Dave into this conversation as we kind of share a special Valentine's episode on seven attitudes that can sabotage a marriage, but more importantly, seven to replace them with. I hope you're encouraged. Hey, Dave, happy Valentine's Day and welcome back to the podcast. Is it Valentine's Day? As we record, no, you're off the hook. But this is your chance. This is your chance to get all hyped up, as I know you do, for that special day. And as this airs, it is Valentine's Day. So to everyone listening, happy happy Valentine's Valentine's Day. Day. So uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about love and marriage and all the things. But I just have to pause and say, this is really fun. I feel like that that meme that I showed you a while back that I don't even know. It's from like a TV show or something, but it's the guy saying, hey, look at us. <laughs> you know that one? The Paul Rudd one you showed me. Paul Rudd. Or Rudd. Eating, eating the hot sauce, yeah. I think, is where it came from. But he's like, hey, look at us. Look at us. And I think that that's um, kind of how I'm feeling because look at us. I'm in an office. Everyone listening here, I got to just say this. Take a quick moment. For how 13 like, years. How do you like that? Uh, for, yes, the, the shade is nice. Dave just talk our shade. Um, but for 13 years, my desk has been in our bedroom in a little nook. And my bookshelf, my podcast stuff, I've written three books there. Hello. I mean, that was a little tiny space and you were so kind and gracious to let me like work away. Sometimes you're asleep and I'd be at the desk. And then we had this genius idea that we kind of have a space in the back of the house where Mm -hmm. the older boys used to be. Mm -hmm. It was kind of the homeschool classroom at Mm -hmm. one point. Mm -hmm. Levi never wants to work back here. So I was like, wait, what if that became my office? And look at us. We're in my office now. I'm going to miss that nook though. It's like, really? No way. It's like historical. Oh, it's historical. But now we have like a chair and it's my little devotional chair. Mm -hmm. I am so excited because bedrooms aren't supposed to be like office spaces. Speaking of Valentine's Day, bedrooms are supposed to be like a place of comfort, refuge, love, romance, Mm -hmm. all the things. So I'm really happy to be back here. But if people could see around us, there's kind of a mess. It's, It's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. But you did hang a shade, bad. which helps because um, the the light comes and in. And I painted. Oh, he painted the little 
thing behind me. Let me point that out because it took hours. It was, you did a really nice job. That piece, that, there's a piece behind me of, of furniture that we've had for probably 18 years Indo. from Indonesia. Indo and um, he painted it white. Oh, this is so much fun. I feel like a kid getting a new bedroom. But some people may be listening like, I don't know, on a drive to a Valentine's date or... Mm. After kids go to bed, I don't know. So everyone listening, I hope that you're having a great Valentine's Day, right? Mm -hmm. And what are we talking about today, Dave? We're talking about marriage. We are talking about marriage. That was like a Sunday school answer. <laughs> God, Jesus. We're talking about marriage. But what we're going to do is I wrote a blog post years ago that has been read, I don't know, maybe a million times, but lots over the years. And I think there's a lot of wisdom in it. And I thought we could bring it back to life on the podcast mm. and just kind of chat through it mm. because marriage is a big deal. I mean, experts will agree across the board. The greatest gift we can give our kids, since we talk so much about parenting here, is a healthy marriage, right? Yeah, 100%. It's the greatest gift we can give each other. That's right. And it's a picture of and Christ in the it's church. it's the greatest gift we can give the world around us. The world needs to see because good marriages. Good marriages lead to good families. Good families lead to... Good cultures. Lead to, yeah, yes, good, yeah. amen. Mm -hmm. So this blog post was called, is called, it's still there, and I'll be linking to it in show notes, but it is seven attitudes that will sabotage your marriage mm -hmm. and seven to replace them with. So because it's Valentine's Day, and I don't want to be like negative talking too much like about the bad attitudes, we'll touch on those yes, because it's important. I mean, I was convicted as I wrote this, like, whoa, I guess I'm kind of guilty of all seven, but what can we do? How can we replace those? Let's put a positive spin on it, right? Yeah. So we're going to talk through these seven. But positive spin sort of implies like a superficial, like no. covering over something. We're actually giving solutions. Solutions. Yeah. I like that. Not even a spin. It's like, it's the real deal. Yes, that's right. I used the wrong word there. We are going to talk about something. I, I, I genuinely work on these things. I recognize when I see these in myself mm -hmm. and I'm with God's help trying to be better. And me too. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, let's jump in and uh, who starts number one? We'll take turns. As okay. you can tell, we practiced a lot for this. Just kidding. <laughs> but thanks for joining me. Number one. We have it written down. We do. Okay. We'll look at our notes. Am I right? I'll say it. Number one, bad attitude we want to avoid in marriage is pride. Because no matter how flawed your spouse may be, Guess what, everyone? So are you. The minute you start thinking you're better than your spouse, you are headed for trouble. Pride is ugly. So what can we replace pride with? I would uh, it's humbly, right here. humbly say, <laughs> in my humble opinion, humility. Humility. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's the remedy, right? That is. I mean, I think humility is a remedy for many, if not most, sins. Mm -hmm. We all could use a whole lot more humility. Yeah. And pride is behind, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we can't talk about that topic without talking about our faith because in order to escape 
the trap, I mm-hmm. guess we could call it a pride, mm-hmm. we, to get the exit or the way out. Yeah. We, we need something to follow. We need an example um, mm. to help lead us out of it. That's right. And, you know, you and I both know that Jesus is our yes, example. Absolutely. And, I mean, Scripture speaks who to was that. Yes, who was in essence God, but humbled himself, mm. taking the very nature of a servant. Philippians, yeah. Dying yeah. on the cross. I think just Ooh. pondering. I mean, pondering that, that those verses. Yeah. And Any th- verses we mentioned, by the way, I'll put in show notes. Mm. Yeah, you think the God of the universe, like emptying everything of himself, becoming one of us, you know, mm-hmm. that's incredible humility. And we can't even begin to fathom that, or we can at least try to, you know, emulate it. Yes. And so ways we can do that, look for opportunities to build up your spouse. Mm-hmm. Look for areas that y- you can recognize they're doing well, because there's mm-hmm. probably a whole lot of those that mm-hmm. we might take for granted or mm-hmm. overlook. Yeah. Uh, and without dwelling on the things you're doing wrong, you can take an honest look at your own self and say, wow, before I go correct my spouse, maybe I should look at some my own heart and my mm-hmm. own ways. Yeah. Plank out of our own eyes. That's right. For speck out of the brothers. Yep. Or sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, number two. Go on. Let's get through these. Number two, bad attitude. Uh, ungratefulness. Uh, so we can focus on what our spouse doesn't do. Right. And just not, not dwelling on gratitude. Be grateful for the things that they do do. Yes. Right. Do do. Do do. Do do. Um, And so, are you going to tell me what we can trade it in for? Yes. I think this one's pretty clear. Gratitude. And I mean, this is just a discipline. Like any day you stop and think, wow, what do I have to be grateful for? There's no like end to the list. Mm -hmm. I mean, gratitude to God, yes. Gratitude to God for having a spouse. And then thinking of all the things our spouses are are doing well and and all the ways they're a gift to you just to have a partner for life. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. A lot of sure. people are praying hard to find one. Yeah. So being grateful. Gratitude is an attitude. Gratitude is an attitude. And a spouse that feels appreciated will usually bend over backwards to do more. Like I know when I feel like you're appreciating me, I'm like, mm. oh, what more can I do? This feels mm-hmm. good. He notices. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a win-win. Yeah. And I think like, you know, like that we've talked about this, like when you need to flip into a, a better attitude about gratefulness or thankfulness is like just making a list of all the things mm-hmm. that you're yeah. like, grateful or thankful for. And then it starts to like change your whole mindset. It so, does. Nothing changes it And if it we quicker. can apply that to marriage, like, okay, you know, let, let's, let, let me list in my mind when I'm having a bad attitude about maybe you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is hardly ever, but yeah, yeah, I, right. I could just like start formulating a list of all the things that I'm thankful for, grateful for, mm. you know, and then that just like gets me going the right direction, right? It does. Writing it down even more so. And I put in this blog post, speaking well of your spouse to others, Mm. big bonus points. There's something really beautiful about Mm. just talk well about your spouse behind their back Mm -hmm. and never speak poorly about your spouse behind their back. Mm -hmm. That's like poison. Yeah. Encourage one another and build each other up. That's right. But also, yeah, with other people when we're talking about our spouses, 
Okay, well, Dave might say that some of these are a little bit redundant, but there is overlap, but I'm still going to go through all seven because number three, bad attitude is irritation or annoyance. And let's just be honest, everyone. When you've lived with somebody, I mean, for weeks even, let alone years, we're going to hit 28 years in a couple months. Um, it's easy to get irritated and annoyed. You see older couples just like kind of on each other's nerves. It's understandable. Mm -hmm. It's hard living with somebody. You're two different personalities, two different people trying to share space and family and and a bedroom and a kitchen and all the things. So Mm -hmm. let's acknowledge that this isn't easy. Uh, but it's our choice whether or not we let these things get to us and we can choose. Well, this kind of reminds me of Grant Hansen's episode about being unoffendable. Like we Mm. can make that choice at the beginning of the day. I'm not going to let this annoy me. Mm. Right. So we can trade it in for, you take that. We can trade it in for enjoyment and acceptance. Um, The things that uh, could annoy you, we have to move beyond that and just think of the ways that our spouse, um, does things that we appreciate or like about them. I mean, I'm thinking this topic right here is more like the day-to-day, like the things Mm -hmm. that are going on in our house, you know, like wet towels on the floor Mm -hmm. or something that has (laughs) to do with toilets or laundry. I mean, it's those, that's kind of what we're talking about right right now, right? right? So yeah, there are things that like are really hard to like habits or Mm -hmm. habits that are really hard to break in each of us that we, so some of it's just letting things go to some extent and not fighting battles that aren't worth fighting yeah because and maybe learning to laugh at some of the things and Mm -hmm. just like this is who he is like like to be fair (laughs) (laughs) absolutely but i mean like you're really really smart and i think part of that genius package is you're a little scattered sometimes so i could get frustrated and I do sometimes mm. with some of the scattered stuff, but I'm like, but wait, that's because he's so smart. So I can mm. kind of like. So I, you're saying I, I, I set the bar high for myself. I, I create such high expectations because I do so well most of the time that if I ever that's fail, it that's, really stands out. Maybe. That's not exactly what I meant. I just meant like <laughs> Albert Einstein probably had some scattered tendencies, but look mm. at him. So that's kind of, I try to see you through that lens and and <laughs> it's funny you said look at him like we know all about Albert Einstein and what his life <laughs> well I guess no he's I mean, a genius okay yeah right yeah Einstein. he was a, right yeah theory of relativity right he was a physicist and, yeah yeah so with that he but might have, have no been, idea he might have been his, annoying his, to live with he could have been I'm uh, kind of I'm, guessing you have no idea so so <laughs> don't get but am I, I yeah I got it I'm like Einstein. You're smart like him. And your you, hair's you not like his. Extrapolate, think like everything I do in our house and around our house. I try to give a little will grace. Be genius, because like, like okay, like level. when you when you put the ice cream in the refrigerator. Are you sure I did that, or one yeah. of the boys? Like, With the whole family. Maybe sure. I was doing three things or at once. Or when I find a phone in the cupboard, or like what? sometimes things. I might have been like. Working in the cupboard, like tightening it's something okay. with a screwdriver. I'm just saying, you're a genius. I, I can do like three things at once, and sometimes I leave a phone in the cupboard. <laughs> I scream in the refrigerator. That really happened. Uh-huh, yes. Okay. 
okay. I, have, I have witnesses. All right. But again, it's it's it comes with the full package of being really smart. So whatever it is. Okay, and I've also read like, I don't know if it, it was like a poem or a blog post, but where somebody says like all the things in your family that annoy you, like those fingerprints on the windows, mm. like let that remind you that you have sweet little hands to leave the fingerprints. Those dishes in the sink, let that remind you that you have kids and a family that you get to take care of. Like and appreciate that you've got, like I've thought before when I've been frustrated with something like, wow, if if he wasn't here anymore, I would miss that he misses the laundry basket sometimes with his dirty clothes. Like, come on, I'm thankful I have you to pick up the laundry. And you could go on and on and say things about me. So let's so not go there. So you're actually saying it's like good to leave things like on the no, floor no, no, no. because then you, it reminds you of how much. You I'm not saying me. that. No, but let's get on to number four: bad oh, attitude. Okay unforgiveness. Now this one might be getting a little bit more serious because I'm sure some people listening have some wounds, have been through some really hard things that, um, you know, we can wound each other. Mm. We're human. We're all sinners, but keeping a record of wrongs, holding on to grudges, none of it will do any of us any good. Mm. And if there's hurts in your marriage, you may need some counseling. You may need to bring someone else in and spend some time digging in and working through things, praying through things, but, um, of course, most of us have heard that saying that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. So it really hurts us, yeah. whereas the antidote sets us free. Mm-hmm. And the antidote is? Forgiveness. And it is Jesus. Again, yes. it's just like the same thing with humility. Like, mm-hmm. we love because he first loved us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he has... he. I guess it was she, right? Because it was the lady that was washing Jesus' feet with her hair. She f- loves much because she's been forgiven much. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. But yeah, forgiveness is just, it flows out of us as we know how much we've been forgiven. Absolutely. Right? Yes. By Jesus, by the, the God of the universe. So we might need to spend some time meditating on how much we've been forgiven. 100%. Yes. And um, forgiveness doesn't mean you don't, still maybe have some wounds or need to set some boundaries or, you know, there may be some work to do. It just means we're not holding on to that grudge. We're Mm -hmm. not bringing it up. We are releasing that person to God's grace and, and forgiving them. It's a choice. I mean, the hard part of forgiveness, like you said, is a choice. Um, It's also independent of what that person does Mm -hmm. both at that time or in the future. You're right. Or how much affected you in the past. It's just, it's, it's disconnected from any of the circumstances surrounding that person Mm -hmm. or events that have happened. It's it's something that's happening internally, right? Yes. But I was just going to say, it's awesome to hear from people who have been hurt deeply and choose to forgive. Like the freedom that they feel themselves is incredible. Yeah, and I'm sorry I keep backtracking, but like you're not waiting for someone to like. It's great when someone apologizes. I mean, it it there's a flow, right? Yes. Apology accepted, right? But um, if the person there's times where that person doesn't, you know, give out an apology, mm-hmm. but you still have to do that hard work of 
forgiving them. Right. So that's what I mean by it's sort yes, of as believers, we're called to that. We yeah. don't have an option, and it's hard, but yes. but it's good. It's good. Uh, why don't you grab number five? Bad attitude. Five bad attitude. Mm. Number five bad attitude. The comparison trap. Yeah. So that's not giving in to the temptation of comparing your spouse to someone else. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. Um, Especially, I think, social media feeds this. Yeah. Which, yeah. Because you're seeing people and you're like, wow. Or any look- kind of media, like TV or the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> um, yeah. The, 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 there's always, like, the idealistic uh-huh, kind Like, of, oh, uh, that family looks so perfect. That husband looks like he'd be so sweet. That wife is so beautiful, whatever. Yeah. And the reality is we know that nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing highlight reels. Yeah. Even us. We don't put pictures of us when we're, you know. Maybe we should. We, we could. I don't <laughs> know if I? anyone wa- I've thought through that. I'm like, okay, what's... When, when you're like what's... scowling at me, we should could snap a shot. And put it <laughs> Never. On. Or... No, know, I'm thinking like, like when we're just ugly. for leaving my underwear. Or <laughs> just like record it and like, here's us. Here we are. <laughs> That might be good, but I'm always like, does anyone really want to see the ugly? Like, I don't know. Social media is funny that way. But we could like rebel against the perfect picture of social media. We and, could. And we and could there give, are people we could give like the good and the bad. The we good, could. the bad, the ugly. Yeah. I like those like um, Instagram. But that's what reality like, TV it, is, right? Like Instagram versus reality. Those are fun because they you, I don't know if you, you're not on social media as much as me, but it's like the happy family and then reality is like, the photo where everyone's like oh, fighting. Right, right, right. So it's it's healthy to do those. Mm-hmm. We could mm-hmm. do more of those. We could. Yeah. 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 I put a picture in my coffee date post after the holidays of like us first thing in the morning on Christmas. And I was like, wow, that was my morning look. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't even know if you knew I did that, no. but your picture's out there. So if you want to see us honest to goodness, waking up very tired on Christmas morning, there mm. we are. Hey guys, if you are a homeschool family or thinking about homeschooling, I have my son Jonah here to share some of the features of one of our family's very favorite curriculums. Well, I'm Jonah Swanson. I'm Monica's son, and I'm currently studying engineering at Westmont College in my fourth year. And looking back on my experience before college, I was profoundly impacted by Shorman Math. Dr. Shorman is an amazing teacher who personally impacted me a lot in my own journey. He teaches Algebra 1 and 2 and every concept that you need for the important college entrance exams. It has a biblical and historical foundation, and it teaches a lot of the why behind math and learning math. Now, this is all based on John Saxon's teaching methods, and it's really, really powerful curriculum. I strongly encourage you to consider it. You can visit DiveIntoMath.com. That's DiveIntoMath.com. Com, and your family can get started using Sharman Math. I highly encourage you to check it out. It was very helpful for me and hopefully for you too. Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have 
a variety of voices you can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Okay. So we can trade it in for embracing what you have recognize that this is the one person you get to share the rest of your life with and embrace it. The more you build up your spouse, the more likely you're to grow and they will grow into something even greater. Yeah. So identify yourself with your spouse. Like you are a team. We talk in Raising Amazing. We have that chapter about, um, you know, your family identity, like embrace it. Mm-hmm. So he or she is a little whatever, quirky, interesting, has just, this is who you've got. God gave us to each other. Yeah. So own well, it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, some of this stuff kind of starts to overlap at some point here. I know. But on this particular topic, I think you just said, I think the thing about comparison and the solution is knowing that God has, I mean, I guess this gets into free will and God's sovereignty and all that, but we have to trust and believe that God has ordained Yes. This marriage relationship, he has put us together in mm-hmm. his good and sovereign will. He knows what's best for us, and that's to be married to one person for life. And and this is the best thing that we can have. Mm-hmm. And know? I've heard and, people say, well, how do I know that that I chose the right person? Well, if you're married, you've chosen it's, them, yeah. it's the right person. Yeah, exactly. So, so now true. let's make if the very best of it. live out that simple truth or just be oh. convicted about it, mm. it can just change so much in terms of people's perspective, but it um, could. And if any, I mean, I guess I just want to continue to recognize there's probably people who are going to hear this, who are considering ending things. Mm-hmm. It might be really, really hard. And if so, I I'm so sorry. I, I just can't, my heart breaks mm-hmm. for hard marriages. Mm-hmm. I know that there are some very real things that you face in this mm-hmm. world. Yeah. And so I definitely encourage you to get some help, like, but fight for it because there's not going to be anyone that's going to make you happier than who you have because ultimately our our joy comes from the Lord and our yeah. ministry is then to serve our spouse. Yeah. And then ultimately when things get healthy, there's a ton of joy there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that could be said about that topic, but yeah. Well, num- number six, you're going to say that this is overlapping and I know it, but it's a critical <laughs> spirit, bad attitude, critical spirit. And, and really this is more about that habitual attitude of, of always just being ready to criticize. Um, I know we've, we've touched on things that are similar to this, but I think that there's something unique about just that kind of, um, I don't know, continual attitude where you're just yeah. looking for the next thing. You're to talking criticize. About like, it, that's more like not even really necessarily your spouse is doing anything. It's more of a you problem. That's right. That's true. <laughs> yes. It's like something that, yeah, the spouse brings into the yeah. situation. You're just ready to just you're, be you're, you're bringing something, Yeah. And it could be outside your marriage, like things mm-hmm. from work or whatever. And you're just, it tweaks your mm-hmm. And we attitude. all have, I think, days like that where yeah. you literally 
you know, I know I come home sometimes when I've been gone and I'm just exhausted and I walk in the door and the first thing I do is like, look around the house, like I'm ready to bark at somebody like, oh, there's dishes in the sink. Mm -hmm. Now I'm overlooking that there's 10 positives, but I'm ready to be mad. So it comes out. And you traded in for looking for the good. I mean, looking for the good in your spouse, but again, because this particular one or bad attitude really is, it's a bad attitude Mm -hmm. that's kind of almost separate from within the marriage it's coming from outside but it's just as important because this affects your marriage what you bring Mm -hmm. into it from your day or whatever so it's like sometimes you need to check yourself before you walk into the house or into your conversations with your family like okay i need to just Mm -hmm. give something to god or something else where i need to you know forgive somebody or whatever it is bitterness just don't bring that into your family. So good. It's just you might sit in the car and just like have a moment of prayer and say, "God, remind me of how much you've forgiven me for, how much you've given me, and help me to." Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's just you think about like a lot of these topics we're talking about stuff that you're battling with your spouse or your family in and on conflicts that arise between the two. Mm-hmm. But man, it's just like. The last thing your family needs is for you to dump something in on them that they have nothing to do with, like that they didn't start or it's not a character problem with them. You just bring it in from the outside. Like that's kind of like the worst Like bring a dump truck in from like the street and like dumping it in your yard. It's like, that's someone else's garbage. Like why is that in our our yard? I think it was Pastor Wayne Cordero at New Hope years ago. I remember him talking about like, like, you know, the the man gets whatever, criticized by the boss. Mm. And then he like basically takes it on the wife, the wife on the kids, the kids on the dog, the dog on the cat. Like what a chain reaction. So break it. All the way down. Okay. So number seven. Oh, this is the last one. Want me to? Yeah, you do. Uh, Bad attitude. Number seven, uh, selfishness. Mm -hmm. So this is the root of most of our problems. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure. Yeah. And one we probably all struggle with over time we can all try to make a marriage all about our needs, wants, hopes, dreams. And it, so it's true. not all about you. Yeah. It's easy to do, especially if you have a nice spouse like mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Where like you're at the hospital all day trying to keep people alive. And then you walk in the door and I'm like, I this, I that, me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. <laughs> you're yeah. agreeing? No, I mean, I, okay, it's okay. yeah, I can imagine that. <laughs> For some people out there, (laughs) what it might be like. Selfishness. We need to guard ourselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. I mean. You're not very selfish. You're. But you have needs and. Yeah. And sometimes you've gone all day. I haven't been home and there's a bunch of things that have built up and. Or just things I like to talk about. (laughs) Right. That are all about me. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, now that we've talked about me, let's talk more about what you think about me. Have right. you heard that one? Oh, yes. I, <laughs> I know that one well. Okay. So we traded in for selflessness. And so this is, again, I mean, all these things we're talking about, that theme that comes up throughout all the different things I like to talk about is intentionality. I can intentionally go, wait, maybe I should open this conversation with, how was your day? Like, maybe I can pause my brain and go, let's check in with him. How can I serve you? What have you eaten today? What can I get you? I mm. love you. Like how that mm-hmm. be a bit better at tuning into other people. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. And that doesn't mean your needs don't matter. Some of you are like, well, it's all about him. Well, if so then there's, you know, some things to discuss. But if you're like me and try to 
or just by habit, make things about yourself in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Be intentional about thinking about the other person. Yeah. I think just, again, to try to differentiate these things, like the humility part or the pride part, um, I think the humility is kind of letting go of your own wants and needs. But I think this kind of selflessness you're talking about, it's like actually seeing that there's good things going on in someone else's life and acknowledging that on, and, you know, asking them about it, you Mm -hmm. know, like you're asking, like, or you were telling about your need for me to ask you about how your day was and things that are happening and that you want to talk about rather than me just kind of focusing on my life and what's going Mm -hmm. on, but just having an, an attitude of of being other centered. Uh, Yeah. In general, could we sort of say that that's absolutely something that's a part of the cure here? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like in con- it's like the, the thing you hear about in conversation, like, you know, how, how to really carry a conversation forward is like not being focused on how I look and how I sound, but just really how do I look to that other person or sound to the other person, you know, when you're, when you're communicating to a person yeah. or, or an audience is just being other centered. Like what are their needs here? How, how can yes. I help them yes. get the most out of this conversation? Mm-hmm. What are the, and open-ended will, questions I can be asking them to get them to talk and really find out what's going on inside them. I mean, that I think that's kind of, you know, a real-world practical way of dealing yeah, with that. Yeah, how, how to win particular... friends and influence people. I mean, it's just like people yeah. will find you to be the most interesting person if you just sit and ask them questions. Yeah. They don't know anything about you, but they'll think you're interesting because you care about them. And this number seven bad attitude, selfishness. Yeah, it's like think about people that just literally walk in a room and start talking about themselves. Uh. Like. They're you just terrible to like, be around. You know, you you blast with them for about a minute, and you're just like, oh, yeah. how, what, what's my exit strategy here? You right. Know? So draining. Yeah, just being. Don't be that person. Being other in, or, and in your marriage too. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying apply that to yep. marriage, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways. But that one goes well beyond. Uh, so that's seven bad attitudes, seven things to replace them with. I think so much of this comes down to intentionality humility, taking the time at the beginning of the day and throughout the day to just pause say, okay, Lord, you know, help tune my thinking and my heart and my attitude to mm-hmm. you. And, um, and yeah. Yeah. So maybe we can apply scripture please to this, these principles. Yeah. And, you know, of course it's Valentine's day and <laughs> You know, you want to talk about love and where does, where does God's word really define that for us? And I'm sure many people know this, but it's just a good reminder. And uh, love is not love. <laughs> love is, love is. Love is more than just love. It's not a circular definition. It, love it, is love. Yeah. It's, um, it's something. There's we, much more. It's multidimensional and it, it's, uh, it's other centered and all the things that we just talked about. But, and there is one who is love. That's right. God, God is love. Is it, 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 it's, love. It's, it's defined by a person. Isn't that amazing? In the name of Jesus, who really was defined God's love to to us, right? Mm-hmm. As we talked about earlier. But this this defines kind of like God's love for us. How mm-hmm. how how he his sort of multi dimensional love that, that's that's infinite, but is, we're called to to the degree that we can live it out, and with God's help, we can day by day as we get more transformed into being like him right um but this is it and it's first corinthians 13 and it's the love chapter and it says this right um 
Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. I mean, it's kind of like wrapping up a lot of what we just talked about, right? It does. It summarizes it very well. That could have been our outline. You're right. Well, it, it it's all woven throughout yeah. there. But for sure. God gives us the perfect outline right there. Absolutely. First Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Yeah. We could just like start every morning by reading that verse. We should. That and yeah, that'd be amazing for marriages. I think if all the married couples out there each did that. Woo. So happy Valentine's Day. I hope I get some chocolates this year. Yeah. Let's we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> we need to plan a date. Actually, last year our boys made us dinner and served us on the deck. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Wasn't that nice? I yeah. think that's a new tradition because, you know, reservations are hard yeah. to find on Valentine's so Day. So maybe we're going to do we gotta that. we got to put our request into our two boys. That's good. Let's see what's on the menu this year. So whatever you're doing for Valentine's Day or if you catch this later, I hope it was great. But more important than one day a year is the everydayness, the day in and day out faithfulness and 1 Corinthians 13 kind of love. So keep pressing on to love your spouse well, right? Any final words of wisdom? Just do it. Just do it. And it'll, you'll be glad do, you did. Do it. It's an active, it's a verb. Love, a is, verb. love is a verb. Ooh, there's your that's mic my, drop. That's my nugget. For the, for the <laughs> well, thank talk. you, Dave, for taking time to chat about this with us. And thank you all for listening. Aloha. <laughs> <laughs> Hey friends, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Hope you got to know Dave a little bit better and perhaps gleaned a little bit of wisdom from our experience. And um, of course, show notes can be found at monicaswanson.com forward slash valentines 2024. So anything we mention will be over there, including the blog post with the full article with seven attitudes that will sabotage your marriage and seven to replace them with. All right. So before we close, I would love to say a brief prayer for all of you if you want to join me. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for everyone listening, for the marriages and the families that they represent, um, for those who are single, for the future marriages perhaps that they represent. And Lord, you know uh, what's on our hearts. Each of us come to this day with different um, joys, uh, anticipations, sadness, disappointments. There's so many different things that we experience when it comes to relationships, love, and marriage. So I just pray that you are near to every listener right where they're at. You hear their spoken and unspoken prayers. And I just pray that you uh, heal what needs to be healed, that you guide where they need direction, that you bond marriages together, that you... Um, just do whatever needs to be done in each listener's heart, Lord. I pray that you would give us love for our spouses, um, forgiveness where we need it, and um, just a ton of grace, just as you have given us. God, I pray that um, for those of us married with children, we would set an example to our kids of a loving marriage, one that is um, 
rich in forgiveness and in grace, that we would model joy and communication and so much faith, Lord, and help us to just do this thing well. God, I also lift up our kids and I pray for their future marriages, for those with adult kids, for their current marriages, but for those of us still raising up kids, that they would um, follow you and your leading, that they would turn to your word for wisdom on how to find the right spouse, and that they would begin um, their journey to find the right person that they would spend the rest of their life with. So God, again, you know everything on our hearts and we lay it all before you and we just thank you for this thing of love that you taught us to love, that you ultimately are love. So help us to be more like you in all of our relationships, Lord. And I do pray that everyone listening would have a great Valentine's Day and and really more than just a day that they would have strong and healthy marriages and relationships in all the days to come. So thank you, God. To you be the glory in Jesus name. Amen. All right, friends, thank you so much. And I will continue to be praying for all of you. So have a wonderful day. We've got incredible episodes coming up the rest of this month and all through the spring. So keep coming back, spread the word about this podcast. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. Aloha.